Motivation is an everyday thing, my friends, and that's why it's Final Word Friday. All week, I've been trying to stress to you guys about the importance of setting yourself up. Personal mission statement, core values, lining up with those goals right there. In order to cement that and close the lid on a week focused on our core values, we need to get back to the bare bones of the thing, finding out what our core values are, and then maybe stripping away everything else, letting it fall away. What doesn't matter stays in the past where it belongs. So right here, we're going to talk about mission minimalism. I'm going to try to get your mind wrapped around being essentialist, whether it's material possessions, getting rid of those things, stopping trying to audition for hoarders, or maybe it's a little bit more meta than that. And we're trying to shave away relationships that no longer serve us, right? In the way that they used to. Maybe it's thought processes that served us at one point and no longer serve us. It's Final Word Friday, Ego Killer Motivation. Welcome back to yet another program where I try to help you guys peel away the human condition layer by layer so that we can figure out our sticking points looking forward in the future with usable, actionable, repeatable advice. Spread that word too. Don't just save all the good stuff for yourself. Let other people get a bite off of what's on your plate once we figure out how to move. And part of that is getting back to the core of our values, being essential and making sure that we keep that stuff really, really close. I just made the analogy of us not thinking of ourselves as auditioners on the show Hoarders. Now, what I mean simply is think about how those folks ended up being hoarders. Clearly, there's a deep psychological pathology to that thing right there. You don't just wake up and decide, hey, I like this key ring. Oh, I like that key ring. You know what? I like all the key rings. I'm just going to have a drawer full of key rings, and then that becomes a room full of key rings or whatever the key ring might be. Right? You got one from Florida, one from Kissimmee, one from South Border, South Carolina, whatever. Well, all of a sudden, you got nothing but like shot glasses in one room or something like that. How does someone end up like that? Well, they forget to trim away what they don't need. They forget to trim away what they don't need. We do it all the time, not just individually, but as a society. And we start to build value in fluff. And now there's nothing wrong with padding out your life with stuff that you desire. There's nothing wrong with that. I think in a way it shows status. It shows that we're able to avoid uh, afford if we're able to avoid, excuse me, afford, I, can I talk? Afford things. And if we have excess, it shows that we have that disposable income, which again, in and of itself, I got it. I'm doing well. It's a reason for us to show off. When I don't need to feel or act a certain way anymore. My mind had to be a steel trap, maybe out of survival mode. Maybe I had a job that was really difficult for me, so I had to kind of shift my mindset around that. And I wasn't really enjoying the finer pieces of life. Now that I've left that behind and I have a new job opportunity, I'm able to say, yo, I don't need to be so serious anymore. I let that fall to the wayside. 
instead of accumulating all this stuff, we end up right here in this place feeling real, real heavy. Mental clarity starts to go away. We start to think about our focus, what we really are passionate about. Our productivity declines heavily when our mind is constantly racing. Some of us live inside of a disordered, ordered type of chaos where everything is messy. Or maybe we had a roommate whose room looked like it got bombed, right? Looked like the uh, the back room of a, of a Goodwill, just stuff lying everywhere. But there were eight, oh, let me borrow the, let me get the keys real quick. Got to run to the car and they knew exactly where to go. Is that you? Let me know in the comments. Are you one of these people that lives in the entropy of chaos, but you know exactly where everything is? Let me know in the comments if your room looks like Goodwill and Salvation Army threw up in there, <laughs> but you know where everything is. Oh, there's my class ring from <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. And maybe you or someone that would benefit from just having a mental clarity around. All right. Let's break it down. Essentialism. Let's go. My first in-gym thought about minimalism came by way of a lady named Katie. And Katie worked at Apple. And Katie had a lot on her mind. Katie was a rambler. She loved to ramble. But Katie, I noticed, and she explained, wore two outfits every time I trained her. Two. And I mean... Two different shirts. I don't know if she even had another pair of shorts. And she wore like, I believe they're called Birkenstocks, something like that. Like sandals uh, to training. Or no, they were like like hiking shoes to training. Like they were cloth over the, 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 the canvasy thing over the top. The rubber sole. Um, and she would describe herself. She'd say, yeah, me and my family were very minimalist. Very minimalist. And I just remember thinking at that time, here's a woman that works at a tech company, which by definition is trying to be minimalist. Tech companies get points. They get ESG scores for being minimalist, for using less waste, for streamlining productivity, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately, streamlining their workforce a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Right? But... They actually consume quite a bit resources. They have to go carbon neutral because they're over here, you know, mining stuff. Um, and here this woman was working for Apple and described herself as a minimalist. No makeup. Met her husband and kid. Very unassuming in the clothes that they wore. And I thought about that. This was oh, well over 15 years ago. And now that vibe is very, very predominant, whether it's just kind of eating foods that are just good for you and nothing else. And the way that we've overemphasized in a positive way of getting rid of all that crap on the back of the label that we can't read, getting back to the core of how we eat, the energy and where it comes from, right? Now we can get protein inside of all of our, you know, coffee with protein and, and, fruit juice with protein and everything right we've as a society we kind of got fat (laughs) 
not literally. I mean, our mindset got fat. We became, we became stuffed. We became, what's the word I'm looking for here? We became kind of like greedy pigs. Greedy pigs, right? We became fat off of our own excess. Definitely inside the food industry. And this concept of minimalism rolled around. And now we're really, I'm going to be honest, I'm impressed with how essentialist we have got. So let's define these terms that I'm dropping, and then we'll talk about how we're going to get you guys to be minimalist, right? And keep you off that hoarders episode. All right, so we're talking about minimalism, just decluttering, getting away from distractions, focusing on what truly matters. And we're talking about being essential to the approach that means less is better, less stuff, streamlined thought processes, less is better. Making sure that you guys identify focus and revolves around the idea that simplifying your life and concentrating on what's truly real and important, you guys can achieve impactful results. And that's the final word, yo, on this final word Friday is keeping with that core value, keeping that engine revving on your beliefs. One way that we could think about it is what don't I freaking need anymore? Taking a mental scan, not just of the things around you that you don't need. Go ahead and donate some of that stuff. Although I am not one to talk in that area. I have dope t-shirts from the mid-2000s that I still keep around. Because, of course, back then, you had to buy your tees. And your tees went down to your pockets. The sleeves. I couldn't tell if I met you guys out at the bar or the club. If you did bicep I couldn't see your biceps or triceps. Fellas, right? You didn't know if I was cock diesel or not. My biceps were hidden under, you know, 12 inches of sleeves. I could fit a personal pizza up my arms. I keep those tees around because now I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs> Way more they fit. <laughs> so I feel like I've kept quality clothing. And I've kind of myself, and I'll explain a little bit now. I myself have explored the idea of minimalism, better yet essentialism, keeping around everything that helps me and stripping away the bullshit that doesn't. For me, I changed locations of where I worked. I had to go out on my own independently. Now, we were always independent trainers. This is once upon a time where there wasn't a gym on every single corner like liquor stores in Boys in the Hood, right? Where he describes liquor stores being on every corner. Every gym on every corner nowadays. Well, before that, there wasn't. I went out on my own because I had to. Circumstances were personal and professional. I had to branch out. So I went and did that. Along the way, I had to move out of my beautiful duplex with that yard and that persimmon tree in the back. Just impressing people with my delicious persimmons. <laughs> a backyard, a garage that I used as a... I hung up my banana bag, my kick bag, had some kettlebells back there, had a basically a gym, had a basement, had a basement, and this, of course, was before that rent boom went off, had a basement down there, had a yard, had a cool neighbor, had to move out, <laughs> had to move out of that thing, and here I go just downgrading my life, and as I'm doing that, 
I have to move back in with my mom. Moving back in with mom, I had to ask for everything. You know, like I was institutionalized. At oh, can I use some of the sugar? <laughs> can I borrow this cup? And I'm like that for a while. Fast forward a good. Well, it started early, two to six months later, and well, yo, here I am cluttering up my mom's garage with all my mess. I have Lazy Boy couch, I have a really fast car, that thing was fire. I have gym equipment, kettlebells, a few heavy bags, I have a washer and dryer, an electronic washer and dryer. I have pictures galore. I have a sectional, a literal sectional. Oh, and by the way, about 400 square foot of laminate flooring. All of this has to find a home. I wasn't living essential. Rewind. Let's rewind. All right, I'll finish that story in a second. Let's rewind. Back when I started to learn to box, talking about 20 years ago or more, a little bit more. Around San Jose, by the way, San Jose City, really known for their boxing, all right? Has a historical precedent. We are heavy, heavy influential in the collegiate boxing scene back in the 40s and 50s. And what I'm trying to say is, if you couldn't box in a city like San Jose, there was something up. Well, I had to find a boxing gym, want to learn how to box. Just got done playing football, decided like this wasn't for me anymore. So I had to go out and figure out where I was going to box. Aside from the world famous gym that still is out here, I went to shout out to Dreamland Boxing, which was a tiny retail space with a ring and it was divided into two rooms. Maybe they had like three or four heavy bags. Then they got like two more. Essential. I went to another gym over on... The edge of our downtown, it was on, you know, 30-something street, 35th street or whatever. Walked up in there, right? Predominantly Mexican part of town, still is. Walked up in there and saw about 20 people. I think I counted, actually. I was so stunned. 20, 20 people. Of these 20 people, there was like two coaches and about, you know, 14 youngsters, Imagine what they were doing, all right? Right now. What were these 14 younger boxers doing in this gym? Well, they were hitting with each other. Sparring, light sparring, touching, hitting each other's gloves. Why weren't they hitting the heavy bags, you ask, maybe? Or why weren't they, you know, hitting pads? Because there weren't any. Well, no, sorry, there were. There were two heavy bags. Here I am in a room. Wanting to learn the box. And there's two heavy bags. Two. And one coach holding pads. And another coach is watching the front door. And the room was packed. Because that's how small the room was. With people wanting to learn the box. A sport that old. 100 years. And this is how far we came in 2003. A room full of dudes and two heavy bags. Just Covered in tape. Essentialism. How does that work? How does that function? How can people be happy in a situation where they don't have excess? 
No speed bag. No jump ropes for everybody. Well, I, now that I think about maybe a couple people on jump ropes. One enough for everyone. How do we live like that? Some of the first gyms, personal training-wise, that we were building ourselves, independent gyms. We only had stuff that I collected over the years that used to live in my in that same house of my mom's backyard. And yet here we are starting a business. How does that essentialism work? And if it does work, does that mean that you're living a simpler life that's stress-free? I'm going to go ahead and explain how the answer is yes. Your stress goes down the more essential you do live. Here I go, you guys, before I finish that story and I tell you about how I lost all my stuff, I want you guys to think about taking something for free. Here's the thing. It doesn't create more clutter because it's digital. I got a digital PDF ebook, Jumpstarting Your Nutrition. Go ahead and go to CoachJohanCSCS.com right away. Write in your name. You'll get that free ebook off top. You'll download it, and you'll just have it, and it'll answer all your questions. I'm preparing to do lives, so hit me on Instagram, Metabolic Motivator, and I'll start preparing you guys for those lives. I'm also going to do Nutrition Masterclass in February, so it's popping. Start by going to the website and downloading that, all right? It's a good way to declutter is to stay digital, <laughs> more or less, all right? At least as it pertains to like letters and papers, go digital. For me, back in the day, moving back home, starting my business, having all this stuff. Guitar, electric guitar, Lazy Boy, tons of the most comfortable couches I ever had in my life to this day. Um, talking about an extra bed, an extra leather couch. Um, talking about an extra, actually, bed that I ended up losing. Um all this stuff, right? All these things. Coffee table that I built myself. Had to put it all in storage. So here I go taking my laminate flooring out. Loading that in the back of my car so that I could start my new business. I'm not making enough to make ends meet. In fact, I'm just barely breaking even. I'm breaking even such that the due date for my storage locker, which is going on four months. I had to switch a few times because they give you that free month for free. I'm starting my business. It's in a location that is like, whoa, what's going on out here, bro? Well, I have to do that because I have to get my folks back in the gym training. I have to start making money, trying to build a community. Where's all this stuff goes? goes in the storage locker right there. Come to find out that's 60 bucks that I'm paying per month. One month, it's late. The next month, it's just too much. I'm breaking even. I don't have enough money to keep this space open and pay for this and that storage locker. Missed two payments of $60, $120. Come to find out, sorry, all your stuff has been auctioned off. We left you messages. Wait, auctioned? Yeah. All my stuff, all that stuff was ghost, gone, done. My first instinct for like two days, I was hot. I was mad. I was angry. I remember calling some of my friends and just telling them like, 
how angry. I was pissed off. Two days, angry, trying to figure out why they did this to me, how can I get some of it back, etc., etc. But amazingly, even I remember to this day thinking, like, I'm going to be mad about this forever. I'm going to take this as far as I can. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call the better business, whatever you could do to recourse. After, like, three or four days, real talk, I felt great. I felt a sense of relief that I didn't have to keep track of all this excess bullshit, all this material stuff anymore. It just went away for, we had thousands of dollars worth of stuff gone for $120, and I felt great because now I have an extra $70 per week for whatever I wanted to use it for, and I didn't have this burden of all this extra stuff, and... You know what I accidentally did? What you guys accidentally do when you put stuff in storage? You only keep the essentials. The stress started to go down. and Maybe that stress went down and I started to prioritize a little better. Right around that point that my business started to turn. Had to pick up a couple of loans here or there. But I started to make a little bit more money. Got the courage to move out of this high rent, low Low, like high rent, high sketchy. Maybe I'll tell you guys about that another time. Sketchy, sketchy area. And got the hell up out of there. I needed to. I needed to, trust me. All of that shifted. What is it in your life that you guys could strip away that will actually increase your positivity, increase your mental clarity, your strength, your ability to move and shake to make moves, right? That's what you guys need to be focused on. Like I said, could be a thought process that you don't need. Could be literal stuff. It was a huge burden off my plate. Now, it wasn't like, okay, my, you know, 380 horsepower whip. The longer I've had that, like every Monday because I have that car, I'm angry. It's because of that car every Monday. And the sectional, the sectional makes me feel like my business is never going to grow. It's because of that sectional right there. And this TV, it's too big. If it was 20 inches smaller, I would feel 20% more confident about my ability to bench press heavier weight. It wasn't like that. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid and absurd. But I can look back. I want you guys to look back. Do you notice? More of the things that I had around, the less focused I was on my goal set. When I had a great apartment, washer, dryer, when I had all the excess furniture, I noticed I had less people to use that stuff with around in my life. When I had liquor on deck, right? We have every, I'm spending way too much money on groceries, buying the best brands of everything. Keeping clothes I barely even need. Multiple computers and laptops. At one point, I think I had two high-end laptops. And my goals never got any closer. Never got the courage to start my own business, even though I was killing it. Those two things were completely inverse. So did having an extra laptop mean that I had less extra courage? No. That's ridiculous. But what I did notice looking back was there's an inverse relationship. The more stuff that I had around me. Well, the heavier I felt, 
the emptier I felt about my goals and my progression toward my future, right? The more money that I saved and stored away, it was less easy to take a risk in that particular situation. The correlation between having a simplified life, man, it's in studies. We could talk about the correlation of cortisol and mood, right? Simplifying one's life simply reduces stress levels. Embracing a lifestyle that's essentialist makes you focus on what matters and lowers your stress. It increases your cognitive resources, your ability to think. When you're not worried about maybe holding on to a storage locker too long, you're not worried about having to drop $1,200 on new tires every time your tires get run down. Because that car... It's too fancy. You need to put 91 in it all the time. We're not worried about them things. Maybe, oh, look, I just saved an extra $200 a month. That's huge right there. Your cognitive load, something that I've noticed by being more essential, actually dials back in to what makes us people. We're often more grateful when we don't have an overload cognitively, when we're not thinking about it. How to move, how to look, how to keep up all the time. It's cool to think about that stuff. There's a time and a place for it. When you're going out to be seen, there's a time and a place. But when we're living real life with those type of values, yo, you guys are not supposed to be living your life with those type of values. It takes too much damn energy. It takes too much life force out of you. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. To think that people are always on point looking at you, trying to see how you look, trying to see how you act all the time. There's no room for happiness. More importantly, there's no room for gratitude. And if you'll notice, what did I just say? You guys out here spending too much time worrying about how you're looking, how you're talking, how you're acting. To other people who may not even care about that in particular steps and circumstances, that's that ego, isn't it? That's the ego at play. What's the ego's enemy? Remember I talked about it before, right? Ego and gratitude. Scheduled to go show up at the same party, right? Ego will walk into the party. Second, gratitude will be there. Ego will turn right around and leave. They can't be in the same room together. Gratitude gets top billing. <laughs> we talk about executive functions, right? Self-control. The idea of self-control, right? Skill building. Not having distractions. Being minimalist. As our boxing gyms have increased in the amount of stuff we have. Right? Maybe coaches don't focus on the content of character or the egos inside the room. and Instead, are just there collecting money. Once upon a time, it was only if you want to learn this thing, I'll break you off. I'll teach you how to do it. If I'm a coach inside of a fight gym, the essentialism went away. Instead of just being okay with heavy bags, the demand on places like that meant, well, well, you got to have a double end bag, a speed bag. You have to have a lifting area, a stretching area. You have to have hot yoga. You have to have an expert come in and rub your back. You have to have Kobe beef after each session. And the absurdity goes on. Right? When we strip away... <coughs> Sorry. We started looking for delayed gratification. And that's just the opposite of instant gratification. Yeah, instant gratification. Which 
Oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> right? When we look for instant gratification, it's all about the action. When you're looking for a solution right away and you're looking for that gratification, you forget your actions have purpose and gravity and meaning. And your future objectives are linked to what you did, how you did, your what, your process. Process is important. In fact, that might be the big P right there. That might be part of the final word. Your process goes up when we strip away all the extra crap. Commitment and clarity goes up. Self-control starts to go up. Your time management. And what I love for you guys is that stress reduction. Woo! When we don't have all the extra stuff around us. When we don't have negative feelings about asking for a promotion when we know we're qualified. When we don't have negative feelings about... I have to complete all this extra exercise in order to get myself to look and feel big, right? I have upper body every Monday, no matter what. I have to do my incline presses first, then my this, then my flies. Our stress goes through the roof. Now we have the racing mindset. Nothing is planned and organized. Process goes away right there. Terrible. So, guys, think about it. Let's end with the missionalist. Oh, wow, that's not even a word. Oh, man. Let's start with the minimalist mission right here. It's a concept on focusing and simplifying personal missions to the what? Core essentials. Simplify to the core essentials. Those values we talked about on Monday rooted in minimalism. All right. This is the deliberate elimination of non-essential elements, distractions, and complexities. Watching TV just for the sake of having sound in the background. Get it up out of there. Listening to music that doesn't make you feel any type of way. Get it out of there. Listening to music while you're working out that doesn't help your workout because it doesn't give you a personal intrinsic drive. Make that switch. Acting in a way that helps bulletproof you. In order to protect your ego at the job site, keeping quiet when you're supposed to be talking, right? Holding on to that instinct instead of just letting it all rip. Let go of it. Start to think of your life in terms of what it's going to be like if you're just out here living it with just you because you're cool and just the clothes on your back. Living like some of my relatives do where the food that they eat is on their property, supermarket for what i'm just kidding i don't want you guys to go milk your own you don't even need milk to be honest let's be honest get rid of milk altogether get your own chickens for their eggs that's a totally californian thing to do right this is a californian thing to do if you guys aren't into your neighbors having their own you know little birds out there in the yard i mean you're just not from cali i guess because we do that we does that. Um, distill it, my friends. Distill the essence of your mission that we talked about at the beginning of the week. Unity. Community. Putting the eye back in that thing. Right? So how do we do that? How do I do it? I focus on the needs of my community here. You guys focus on the needs of your community there. Or whatever your mission statement was. Right? Whatever it was. Making it purposeful. To examine your own objectives and identify 
the fundamental aspects that align with your values and what your long freaking term vision process all of that stuff don't blame the sectional or the fast car you drive all right tracy chapman instead strip away what you don't need strip away the actions and the mindsets that held you back that no longer serve you i always think of that phrase they no longer serves you because there is a reason that you had to put on that bulletproof vest so you had to pump yourself up sometimes to get that to get ahead no longer serves you today at one point it was really easy for you to lose weight and the mindset you yeah, you're up at 6 a.m you're out here jamming right you had the right shoes and everything doesn't serve you anymore it doesn't even matter that you did that we're talking about it today strip away all that extra stuff that way you can actually be a proactive pick and choose what it is all right my friends i'll leave you right there with that let me know in the comments again you one of these disordered chaotic people also go to the website right there download your free stuff it's just sitting there gathering dust waiting for you please do that coachjohanscscs.com look out for those lives my friends and until the next one whew, stay all the way whew, stay all the way up <laughs>